You are listening to Waffle, the bite-sized podcast with Paul Jenkins. First broadcast on Rossendale Radio on the 28th of June 2020. This week, Paul talks to poet Robert Stevenson about his open mic night, Pumpkin Drublick, how writing helps his mental health, and we get to hear some of his new works. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Waffle segment. Every week we speak to somebody involved with either books or with poetry or with words or script writers or screenwriters. Actually, we haven't had a screenwriter yet. We'll have to see if we can find a screenwriter. Public announcement. Does anyone know any screenwriters? I'm sure we can find one. Uh, but this week we turn our attentions uh, to somebody who's not very far away. We've spoken to people across the country in previous weeks, but this time somebody who is but 15 miles from where I'm sitting right now. Yes, I'm going to be speaking speaking to Robert Steventon. Uh, I spoke to him earlier in the week. Uh, Rob is based in Manchester, as he will tell you, uh, and he has got a lot of things to share, whether it's about his own poetry work or about working with other people or about some pretty big gigs that he tells us about. Here's my interview from him earlier this week. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Weekend Wind Down. It's our Waffle segment, and I have the absolute pleasure of speaking to Robert Steventon, who should be on the line now. Good afternoon. How, how are you doing, Paul? I'm not doing too bad. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm getting through this lockdown bit by bit. Uh, we still can't have anyone in the studio. Uh, of we're, course. We're talking yeah. living room to living room. I'm in Haslingdon. Whereabouts are you at the moment? Uh, well, I'm in Manchester City Centre, um, which has its advantages for mm. being in lockdown, but also its disadvantages. I'm not immediately close to any sort of green space so um so i've been exploring uh the edges of the city in order to get a bit of uh, a, bit, a bit of greenery so i can bill you as poet stroke adventurer uh, for for the course of this show so, yeah yeah and, and and runner as well perhaps <laughs> <laughs> we may well um, get onto this uh, this this uh, alarming trend of of poets and running all together later on <laughs> um, yeah i think it, i think it's really uh, i think it's really catching on absolutely and it's been uh, it's been nice to follow other poets in where in where they're running and track what they're doing on strava <laughs> and stuff um and it's uh, you know just just for being able to get out and and catch some scenery and catch some catch some fresh air it's um it's brilliant to do it, it is especially in this current situation because we're all you know inside quite so much uh, and one of the things that we would usually be doing inside uh, is going to really cool poetry events of which of course of which yeah. you run one uh, an award nominated evening as well uh, do you yeah. want to tell us a little bit about pumpkin drublick and what it is yeah, so um, so I started Pumpkin Drublick up uh, three years ago, so just at the beginning of 2017, um, and uh, I, it was initially just going to be a one-off um, event, um, but uh, but it sort of stuck, and the, the first one went so well that I was like, well, I'm going to have to do this on a regular <laughs> basis. But I, so Pumpkin Drublick is um, spoken word performance poetry but stand-up comedy as well and at the time when i started it i was working doing stage management for the comedy store um which obviously was advantageous to me being able to book comedians and i was very fortuitous to get um, a lot of the sort of acts who would comedy acts who would headline at the comedy store you know do um do my show do pumpkin drublick for you know free or a a, a lot less than they would usually (laughs) charge but um, yeah, three years on, we have raised um, uh, more than ten grand for Mustard Tree. So all of the door wow. fee goes to Mustard Tree Homelessness Charity. 
Um, we have, as of 2019, started um, uh, curating uh, spoken word bills at uh, Blue Dot Festival and Kendall Corman Festival, which is awesome. Brilliant. And um, we we made the nomination last year, but with this year we we won the um, Saboteur Award for Best Regular Spoken Word Night. Um, which which was an, an honour, and I, di- I didn't re- I didn't expect it at all. So uh, so it, yeah, it was it was like manna from heaven when it when it ke- when it came around. It and, was, uh, and you were in some uh, some fairly uh, good company as well in, on that nominations list. Uh, I mean, yeah. we've uh, we actually spoke to some of the the, the nominated poets and, and acts. Uh, Don Berry's uh, been on the show before, and we had uh, Savi yeah. Davidson, who's uh, working with Life Life Behind Bards. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, one of the things that everybody said is that it's 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 just an amazing to get that kind of recommendation from your peers about you know the, the people that go to spoken word nights and 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 poetry evenings and stand up nights uh, about you know just being able to get that rubber stamp on your evening. It's oh ab- absolutely, and I think being involved in the spoken word scene something that I've come to realise is because spoken word and performance poetry in its very nature, I think is perhaps. Um, more vulnerable than other art forms because you know often often in people's poems they're bringing um, you know a, a lot of their uh, a lot of their demons and their, a lot of things that they struggle with and I think that sort of necessitates a more uh, pastoral and inclusive and supportive uh, environment and just over this lockdown period um, being in in contact with albeit socially distanced contact or or, <laughs> or digital contact with so many wonderful people from the scene has uh, has re- yeah really spurred me on and really really given me uh, a sense of belonging and it's just, it's it's such a, a lovely community it really really is all around the uk now aside from the poetry community the wider poetry community that you seem to facilitate all of their work uh, you are of course a, a poet and and stand up in your own right um yeah I, 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 have you got something you'd like to share with us this afternoon yeah i go on then I'll, uh, <laughs> so, it's like we planned uh, this <laughs> <laughs> it's always a pleasure to so um um i and I, oh, I've, I've been i've loved performing at uh, at all of the online events over the past few weeks but i'll share a piece with us uh, this uh, first piece I'll share um, is about my wonderful mum. I'm very, very blessed to um, to have had unconditional support throughout my nearly 30 years from uh, such a wonderful mum. I grew up in a single-parent family, uh, and my mum has always supported me, albeit sometimes in the most peculiar of ways. Um, for example, I had to move home uh a few a few years ago and uh, while i was back home i was out on a date and uh, the date didn't go well oh dear. and, uh, and I, I came back home and uh, and my mum said oh has it gone well has it gone all right and i said no no it's, it's not gone not gone well and she said oh rob a good shag would cheer you up as well <laughs> which you have to laugh at so this is about my wonderful wonderful mum uh this one's called man of the house it goes like this Man of the house. Man of the house now. Houseman. Houseman. That's what they told her infant son. Before you've learnt to walk, you must get on your feet and run. You're only four years clear of learning to wipe your own bum, but it appears you're the right gender and every house must have one, like a drawer stuffed with plastic bags. 
A man of the house screws lids off jars with his Y chromosome. Every house needs a man, you see, manliness you should hone. Now pull your socks up, son, moss can't grow on a rolling stone, as if a seven-year-old's strength could be a pillar to her home. You might think, ah, man of the house, well, this could make the best of me. Well, hold your horses, son, this house is in negative equity. Now, get on manning up, young boy, your hardly houseman pedigree. Your mum's sick in the head, you see, but I hope it's not hereditary. She's not in great nick, they told him. Step up, they implored. She's had to spend some time inside a psychiatric ward. Her words illuminated by gaslights to the two she adored, despite her devotion persisting since they cut umbilical cords. She'd retired from teaching early, but never ceased to be a teacher. She reached all learning outcomes, despite veering from procedure. Things tidy not, but defying odds brought two kids through the ether. The thankless tasks those two kids brought, no grim task was beneath her. Changing the oil in a car, refelting a leaky roof, safely chopping down a tree, she taught him in his youth. She'd watch on with discernment when he got too big for his boots. And when necessary, she'd knock him down a peg or two. Like when at 14, she drove round to pick him up off his paper round after he passed out and projectile vomited down a cul-de-sac following an evening of underage drinking. <laughs> She said nothing, leaving it to him to suss out that he was reaping what he'd sowed. Or when at 24, he arrived home and boastfully showed a picture of his new girlfriend on his phone. And she said, gosh, Rob, has she got a guide dog? <laughs> Facebook market charity shop finds keep her heart a boon. Massive white elephants are filling all her rooms. But these white elephants are gifts to friends, not useless heirlooms. 30 years ago, she played guitar to him inside her room. But him, his masculine quest sequestered not. He yearned to manly summit. He found a manly task to do, but she'd already done it. He read about how men won bread, but she'd already won it. The web that kept them safe, it was his mother who had spun it. Man of the house, eh? This supposed role superfluous. There was no needed plan. Against the toils that followed, it was her who had the upper hand. The ignorant around them, they just didn't understand, for with his mother holding forth their house, it didn't need no man. Thank you. Oh, that's... I, I tell you what, I've I've heard you perform that poem uh, live, but it's, it's really interesting hearing you speaking it down the phone because obviously i'm now i'm now, now it's a very personal experience hearing it and my goodness those, yeah. those words are I, i'm good we're going to talk a little bit more about them in a minute because we need to come up to a music break now we're, we're, we're sure just, yeah but it's just the, the the way that you've managed to get funnel so much personal experience into into that short encapsulated moment of poems it's wonderful um oh we, thank you so much that's really kind we're gonna uh, we're gonna have a quick music break now you've chosen mini ripperton uh lay fleur as your as your first choice what just very quickly in 10 seconds give me what what's what draws you to this song ah okay i, I absolutely adore mini ripperton uh, i think she's vastly vastly underrated as a singer and songwriter so she had a five octave vocal range huge vocal range and uh this this piece um really sounds to me like it's beckoning summer and uh summer uh, we've just passed the solstice obviously i think summer uh needs to be beckoned right this is mini ripperton with Lefleur. at home in the office in the car wherever you are you can listen to 104.7 rossendale radio
Welcome back to the Weekend Wind Down. It's Paul Jenkins, and I'm talking to Robert Stevenson. Uh, we've uh, we just heard a uh, a poem from you in the first part of our interview, uh, Rob, and uh, it was it was a particularly personal piece about your relationship with your mum. Uh, yeah. is, is that something that you, you kind of have as a theme in your work? Do you do you, do you draw from that personal experience? Um, I definitely draw from personal experience, but I would say with that piece, Man of the House, it was a bit of a departure in my usual sort of style of writing because um, I think what I'd sort of um, focused a lot of the theme of my previous work on was was sort of a bit more satirical, a bit more a bit, a bit more laced with humour and mm. stuff. But I, that that piece took me longer to write than any other piece I've ever written, and I think that was exactly why the fact that it was so personal and getting the right tone because i didn't want the i wanted to sort of address the the some of the struggles we'd had sort of growing up in a single parent family and um my mom had um, mental health problems and I, I wanted to address that but i didn't want that to come across in a mm. uh, woe is me kind <laughs> of way and I, you know I, I wanted um I wanted a good representation of it that didn't um, that, that that paid my mum tribute, um, but got got the tone right. Um, yeah, so there's another poet who does a, a brilliant piece. Uh, well, plenty plenty of poets do wonderful pieces about their mum, but uh, Dominic Berry does uh, a few really great pieces about his mum. But I saw Alex Slater mm. uh, from Speak um, do one in a slam. Um, and I thought oh, I'd better hurry up with writing my one because um, <laughs> he's beaten me to it here. And his was particularly emotive as well. And he was on just before me in the slam. And I sort of thought, oh god, I'm I'm going to I'm going to cry at this. I'm going to I'm poking up. And I think I was like, ah, this is it. He sabotaged my set <laughs> by getting me all emotional. <laughs> Bless him. He's he's um, he's a great guy, Alex Slater. Maybe there's an anthology of mum poems to come for, for for next year. We can get this out in time for Mother's Day next year. It'd be fine. I reckon so. I think that's a fantastic idea. There what you a, go. What, yeah. What a brilliant idea. Poets I'm, and I'm, poets and their mums. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a absolutely fantastic i'm bagsy in that one for double rainbow we'll have that right yes (laughs) (laughs) Uh, now i'm going to draw you back to something that you you a throwaway comment that we had in the first part of this interview yes of of oh and we arranged uh, a poetry uh, a a poetry uh, afternoons and evenings and events uh, during the blue dot festival and kendall calling those are two of the major festivals up here in the north uh, and yeah. you just kind of threw that in as a, oh, I was it a buy that? Oh, that was something we did. How on yes. earth do you go about organising something of that magnitude? Yes, yeah. Well, it's um, a really good, uh, really good point. I, so I'm a huge fan of the, the Blue Dot Festival. Um, I've been to it every time it's been on prior. Um, and before they had Blue Dot, they had gigs at Jodrell Banks. I went to a few of those, went to see Sigur Ross there, which was amazing. But um, after I'd been in 2018, I was aware that the only poetry that was ever on the bill was um, usually a, a spot from Tony Walsh, who's fantastic. Nice. <laughs> um, but I um, had a few contacts who, who um, sort of put me in touch with some of the booking team at Blue Dot and Kendall. And I, I put the proposal through to them and um, very uh fortunately they they picked it up and and really liked the idea and i i essentially presented to them um this is what i do with punk and drublick how's about we do it in a field and um, <laughs> and 
I could not possibly be more grateful for the, the wonderful team that Blue Dot and Kendall have in given me the opportunity because we, we did it in so in 2019 last year we did three days at Blue Dot um, and we brought with us uh, Jackie Hagen, Thick Richard, Dominic Berry um, and I think there were 12 or 14 poets overall um, organising that many people <laughs> was, uh, was a job and a half so next year I think I'm going to bring an assistant. Uh, if anyone listening is looking for a for a, for a, a job at a festival, uh, <laughs> I'll be recruiting. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just firstly battling the elements uh, because, as you're probably aware, festivals have a tendency to uh, to throw a lot of rain at you. But it also ensuring everyone knew where to be at what time, checking every act in, um, ensuring that people were okay, accessibility. Um, and and maintaining morale as well. Um, now festivals are full of joy, but things inevitably go wrong at some point. Some someone someone's tent gets flooded, or <laughs> uh, someone loses their wallet or something. And just maintaining, looking after everyone, and maintaining a sense of community um, was really important. But the response we got at both festivals was absolutely fantastic. Um, at Kendall Calling. We um, we were on quite early on the Sunday morning, and we'd had quite a good response. And then, out of nowhere, we heard uh, these wonderful dulcet tones uh, of a particular Welsh um, national treasure, right? Um, Tom Jones sound checking. Oh my um, goodness! But it bellowed through right into our right <laughs> into the stage we were on. So we were we were heckled by Tom Jones's sound check. Yeah, I was gonna. Could you could you not just invite him in and say, "Look, Tom, could we maybe do this together?" And you come and you, I, co- you come and yeah, do our event. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we could have we could have got some kind of duet together. I'm sure. Yeah, the Welsh but, uh, the Welsh loves some uh, some nice lyrical poetry. It's uh, there's Dylan Thomas down there. It'll be fine. <laughs> of course, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he would have he would have loved the idea. Next time next time we share a bill with him, I'm getting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a, a collaboration as top priority. Well, we're keeping our fingers crossed that, uh, that the festival scene is is up and running again uh, for next year because uh, I think it's something we've all missed this year. It's uh, oh, hugely, that... yeah. I think for me, yeah, festivals. I'm very lucky. I had a friend's parents who used to take me when I was younger, mm. um, and um, so I've sort of been going for most of my life now. I think I've been 18, 18 years. Mm. Um, but uh, but yeah, I really miss them. I miss just being in a field with a with a beer and some friends. Um, we're going to uh, just very quickly uh, your next uh, music choice. Uh, you've chosen yes. pavement. Now I I can say without doubt that we have never played any pavement on uh, Rossendale Radio up until oh, now. So you are you are having the inaugural pavement track uh, on, wow, the, on the station, wow. uh, and you've chosen Gold Sounds. Yes, yeah. Um, oh well, it's an honour to uh, to play the inaugural uh, pavement track. The reason I've chosen pavement is um, because they were doing a reunion show at the Primavera Sound Festival in Barcelona this year, and it's of course been cancelled. So I was due to go and see them oh. and fly out to Barcelona, um, but uh, but it was not meant to be. Luckily, they've rescheduled the whole thing for next year, and fingers crossed this awful situation blows over by then and now you've brought it to the wonderful people of rossendale they'll be coming with you this is pavement the frequency 104.7 the area rossendale valley the station rossendale radio 
welcome back to the weekend wind down it's my final part of my interview with rob stevenson uh and uh rob we're going to open this section if that's okay with you sharing another piece of your work from your new collection if that's all right yeah absolutely it's a pleasure to um so this piece is called the bucket it's about mental health so i feel i ought to put a bit of a trigger warning um there um but it is my honor to share it with you this is a brand new piece goes like this just as I've just started to read that, there's an ice cream van gone past my window. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it hard to maintain focus. I think, it's gone. Sp- I think it's gone now. <laughs> you know what? I honestly <laughs> thought that was the first line of the poem. That's it. That is, it was well delivered. Uh, well, so aside from the heckling from the ice cream vans, I'll hand it back to you. Okay, wonderful. Okay, it goes like this. Bite off more than you can chew and then go ahead and chew it. Drop your paddle deep in the creek and then just row right through it failure's your foul weather friend don't attempt to undo it so kiss its face and embrace gladly that this time you blew it there's a bucket in your room it emits the stink of shame the urge to kick the bucket takes pain you can stew amongst this stench or you can pour it down the drain just know that each storm even this storm will run out of rain so wait just wait let it throb while you abate know that you are just a visitor you are not an inmate know that this is just their gambit know that this is not checkmates you know you can't have the last laugh while your face is filled with hate that bucket it is gone now you stood strong for no evasion last night your entourage of one summoned the strength of many nations You saw how little is conceived through bitter tears and rumination. Your soul's crannies and its nooks sustain the fierce fumigation. Now, allow morning's shards of light to stab you right square in the chest. Measure this day not in cigarettes, but in satisfied breaths. Measure this day not in dividends, but in yourself invest. And then at dawn, track down your lover and lay your head upon their breast. Tonight. You'll bask in the glorious gloom of your room all moonlit. Dispose of the gun, self-reconstruct, disassemble your doom kit. Drop your paddle deep in the creek and then just row right through it. Bite off more than you can chew and then go ahead and chew it. Thank you. Brilliant. That's, uh, I, I think every time that you hear somebody giving a, a poem on on mental health and people's yeah. experience it's such an enlightener because i mean i find it as a, as a performer it's a, and i mm. always hold my hands up to say you know yeah i'm one of those one in three people that, yeah. that have suffered from some sort of mental health issue in the past and because if we don't yeah. talk about it then what's the point of of of, of sort of sitting there in our bubbles um but when you hear Absolutely. somebody else having that conversation and giving you those words it's it's so it's so cathartic to hear it yeah definitely and i think it makes the whole um the, the, because we've done so we've done some amazing work over the over the recent years to destigmatize mental issues relating to mental health but i think the more that we can the more that we can talk about it the the less scary it becomes and um and i think having expressing issues relating to it through poetry is such an effective um such an effective medium because you can just be as honest there's no right or wrong way of doing it you know and and uh, i think helping to give other people who, who might be struggling a sense of solidarity and um i think 
uh, I think that's I think it's so important. It's one of the wonderful things about poetry. I think the, one of the wonderful things that you can achieve with it. Yeah, it's I mean whether it's written down or whether it's it's, it's spoken on a, a, a live event, it's it's a platform for for something mm. that somebody else can come back to. And whether it's listening back to this on a podcast or or reading it, as we're going to come on to now in your new collection, it yeah. will bring that that kind of sense of solidarity, as you said. I mean, what what do you want to tell us about this new collection you've got coming? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for the uh, the opportunity to. So I'm utterly honoured to uh, to have been invited by flapjack press um who are a manchester-based publisher they publish for poets all over the country uh, however they recently uh, published a, a collection from janine booth in london mm-hmm. um but um paul paul needs who, who runs flapjack um has got me on board so we're looking it's going to be a 2021 um release um and it's good it's my debut collection so it's gonna i'm Very uh, exciting. sort of working through different themes for it at the moment um i've been talking about um potential titles uh, the one the one i've got at the moment is how i made my millions but i'm not quite sure <laughs> that'll, that'll go. is that presumptuous on sales is it <laughs> it's presumptuous on sales yes absolutely um but um but yeah i'm absolutely honored and to be in the company of the the other poets that have uh, been published by Flapjack, Dominic Berry, Thick Richard, Dave Viney, Jackie Hagen, Jen Walsh. Um, uh, it is quite an whole... esteemed list of, of poets that you've got there. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. And oh, Luz Condo, who was um, nominated for a Saboteur Award. She, uh, she, so she's got a collection coming out with Flapjack as well. She has indeed. Um, Flapjack made the nomination for the Saboteurs this year, and they didn't win, unfortunately, but. Um, I think it's brilliant that they got the recognition of making the shortlist um, and the work that they do for the for the Manchester community. The, the open mic that Flapjack run um, is uh, it's called Word Central and takes place at uh, Central Library. Um, but uh, it's the most wonderfully inclusive um, event and really has a really really um, supportive um, sort of atmosphere there, and it's essential. Is that it finishes early? It finishes at eight in the evening. So yeah. um, <laughs> it's, go, I was going to say it's it's quite nice because you, you could be in the centre of Manchester, but it's also really easy to get to because you're right outside the tram stop as well. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, yeah, and it's, it's right right on the and the, I think St Peter's Square as well that the Central Library goes on to. Um, it, they've the way that they've renovated St Peter's Square. The, I think the new the new architecture fits really well in, and of course they've got the statue of Emmeline Pankhurst, mm-hmm. which is which is fantastic. Um, so yeah, uh, Paul and, and Melanie at Flatjack are absolutely wonderful, and uh, I'm I'm honoured to be honoured to be a part of it. Yeah, I, I've, 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 I've performed at Word Central a couple of times, and and the, what the, the host there, Tony Curry, as well, he's yes. really lovely at being able to put you at your ease because I think it was the first, I think it was actually the first open mic that I I really performed at, and it's in such a grand building, uh, oh, and yeah. and I I honestly felt like you you said part of the poetry community within within seconds of being in the room, I wasn't made to feel nervous at all. It was lovely, absolutely, and um, I think as I said before, going up and performing poetry. You know, it can be really fun and really funny, but also at times you can really bring with you um, vulnerabilities, and and that supportive environment it really works as a 
as a tonic to that it's 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 absolutely fantastic and tony tony's a a, a brilliant host he's, he's really really good uh, it's been an absolute uh, wondrous time talking to you this afternoon rob um oh, i'm man, sad to say that we're, we're coming to the joy. end uh, but uh, but for your final music choice, uh, you've 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 literally gone to the A list of poetry uh, because yes. <laughs> you've uh, you've you've chosen Kate Tempest for us. Yeah, um, I'm a, a huge fan of Kate Tempest. I know not everyone in the poetry world is uh, as keen on her work, but I adore it. I first saw her um, do her brand new Ancients show in 2013. Mm. I think, but she. Um, I've had the honour of being able to meet her a few times and oh, wow. um, last year at Blue Dot we finished just before she started and I've got to, got to have a chat with her there but this piece Hold Your Own um, is just such a lovely message of resilience and uh, I, yeah, I, I find it difficult not to choke up when I listen to it. <laughs> Well, it's a, it's a great piece to finish the interview with. Um, wish you all the best uh, with the uh, with the upcoming collection, uh, and of Fantastic. course, uh, and with the uh, the events planning for the future. And I'll probably see you out on a run somewhere. We'll have to meet somewhere between Manchester and uh, and Haslingdon. I'll do a long one in, in one direction. You do a long one in the other dire- direction, and we'll, yeah, we'll yeah, meet. We should definitely do that. We'll meet socially distant in Presswich or something. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. To me. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing that with Rosie and Alex from Speak. So they're, they're, they're based around that neck of the Oh, place. more runners. They're, they're getting everywhere. This is definitely happening. No, yeah, you can't go anywhere for them, can you? <laughs> Rob Stevenson, thank you very much. Here is Kate Tempest. 104.7 Rossendale Radio. And there we go. Another Waffle the Bite Size podcast comes to an end. And I need to give my thanks to my guest, first of all, Robert Stevenson, for coming on the show, having a chat about all things to do with his poetry. It's great to hear from somebody that's on the up with going from strength to strength with uh, Punkin Drublick. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to reading his new collection when it comes out in 2021. Uh, and I need to say thank you, as ever, uh, to the people that make this brilliant podcast happen. I want to say thank you to Melanie Kemp for all of your brilliant editing skills on the podcast and of course to our friends at 104.7 Rossendale Radio for allowing us to broadcast in the first place. We will be back with you next week. Stay safe everybody and we will see you very very soon.